0: And welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, MB?
1: I'm doing great I'm <sighs> doing great Hey, so uh, is that a subtle way of saying either Daltrey or Townsend passed away yesterday?
0: No, no, don't, okay. that's not okay. true okay, no. No, please. no, 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 Jeez. no, just Jeez, because, geez,
1: because geez. the last time you played a cover right. to open the show was mm-hmm. uh, for the Rolling Stone guy
0: Nope, nope, they're alive and kicking um, okay. Good. I thought you were going to say dr- uh, you were going to tie drowning to uh, you know the market drowning and liquidity, but um, you know, we'll, we'll <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'll get emails covering that. <laughs>
1: so speaking of liquidity, mm-hmm. um, I get a text from daughter number three this morning. She says she took Benny. That's Miss Bennett, her her mini uh,
0: Austri-
1: uh you know, Austrian dog, sheep dog. Yep. Yeah. She found a $100 bill on the Come ground on. in Manhattan. Come on. Yeah. So she said, do you think it's real? And I'm like, well, if there's cocaine on it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll tell you, you know, um, by the way, uh, seeing you and Fiona the other day, was it yesterday or the day before? Day Thursday,
0: before. yeah, day yeah. before.
1: Yeah. God, that was so much fun to yep. watch you walk around with the little one.
0: Yeah, it's nice to wander around the garden with you like the godfather. Um, Yeah,
1: oh yeah. Well, you know, that's how I want to go, right? (laughs) Chewing Mm -hmm. on orange, watching the grandkid.
0: Yep, yep. I'll Um, tell you, it
1: was just, it was kind of thinking about it, my own little empire of sorts. I I thought, you know, sort of Fiona walking around my backyard was the equivalent of you and me walking around the (laughs) (laughs) Rockefellers.
0: Yep. Indeed. But I,
1: yep. but I exaggerate. Mm-hmm. But I exaggerate. But to to finish up the thing about uh Kate finding the hundred dollar bill, this is one of these moments, proud moments as a parent. Cause there's that joke about the, you know, the the two University of Chicago mm-hmm. economists are walking down the street. Okay. One says to the other, Is that a twenty dollar bill on the ground? And the first one's like no, if it was, someone would have picked it up already., <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, there's nobody downtown, so that hundred might sit until like nine o'clock in the morning. you know
1: did i uh did I tell you about my three card Monty experience when I was new to Manhattan?
0: No, but I love i I absolutely love it,
1: okay. It's it's a fascinating thing. So oh, I, I,
0: I, yeah, go on, please. I'm, so for those people that don't know, three card monty is a, is a game that they play on the sidewalks or they used to, or in most cities where a guy hustles you with three bent cards or a cap and a ball underneath. Is that correct?
1: So uh, in this instance, it's three cards, two red and a black, or okay. two black and yep, a red. Yep, yep. Okay, and he's got a cardboard box on top of a cardboard box and he he flips these cards around Mm
0: -hmm. and so
1: he'll show you the odd one Mm -hmm. and then he'll fancy Dan, the thing around and then you're supposed to pick. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So, um, you can Google the thing, but this was, you know, I'm literally, I'm, I'm probably 24, 25 years old max. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just moved to New York and I had like nothing to do on the weekends. Um, I I knew one person when I moved <laughs> to New York. Right? Yeah, yeah, So, I I spent a time, a lot of time, just walking around. You know, yeah, there's not much to do, and not for me because I didn't know anybody and I just got there. And so I see a crowd of guys standing around this cardboard box contraption of various ethnic minorities, mm-hmm. and there's some noise. And of course, I kind of look in and I see what's going on. They're playing this this card Monte game. Well, I'd never seen this before. Being from the Midwest, so anyway, I watched this for about ten minutes, and people are winning and losing, and money going back and forth.
0: Yeah, there's always big energy though. Yeah, there's like a roar right. in the crowd, that, that's exactly. it's happening quickly, and there's money yeah. going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm uh, watching the thing, okay, and one guy, um, picks a card up. And kind of chucks it on the ground. And uh, this is not like the master ceremonies. This is just some average guy mm-hmm. like me standing there. And when he goes to pick, when the, when the purveyor of the game goes to pick up the card off the ground, the fellow who threw the card on the ground picks up the odd card from the cardboard box and bends the corner. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. So now you've got two cards that are normal and one card with the bent edge. And mm-hmm. you know the card with the bent edge is the odd card out, right? So anyway, the guy starts flipping the thing back and forth, and, and uh, he shows you the card and this thing and that. And then uh, he says, uh, I said, oh, I, I want to bet. I know which one it is. And he, and he says, okay, put, put, mm-hmm. put the 20 down. So I put the 20 down. I point at the card that's got the bent side, and it's, it's not the odd card. Right? It's amazing. It's it's not the art card. So I'm like, fuck, where did I go wrong in this thing? So $80 later, (laughs) I'm like, I'm just like, this is ridiculous, right? Yeah. And um, what is this magic? (laughs) And so basically, uh, over the years, I've discovered that this is not gambling. This is a con game. Yeah, Yeah. And there's like a half dozen ways, whether your plan, and they let you win, and they're picking your pocket, yep. or <laughs> yep. uh, they did what I did, which is it's, it's a team.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. And, okay, and, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it's entirely possible there were five guys there right. all working together. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing about the cardboard box boxes and setups is, is they have this thing planned, so if like the cops show up, they just kick the boxes. on. And they sp- go in five different directions.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when I was a kid, so we're, this is like 19, I don't know, eight, call it 85, no, but my 87, 88, late 80s. And we'd walk down the street. My dad would say, you know, don't make eye contact. That was the trick. Just walk, yeah. you know, mind your right, business, keep right, going. Um, right. But I was like, yeah, no, like, what's going on? And he'd be like, all right, yeah. well, y- you can watch. All right. So we'd watch. They'd, they'd be like on the stoop. We'd stand by the parking meter watching. I be like, all right, well, can I go a little closer? I go a little closer and I watch. And I said, all right, I can figure that out. And if there was a crew working, you'd watch a guy win. Oh, okay, you win. Oh, exactly, red card, right, red card. Right. Okay. And they'd be like, hey, kid, which is it? And, and then they, I'd win. Okay. All right, kid, you got a dollar? Put a dollar on it, you know? And like I said, $10 later, you yeah. know, then yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. well, I thought I had it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I got I got two follow-up stories. So
1: <laughs> the first one is, so anyway, that's I think that probably happened to me on a Saturday. Okay. okay? and uh, so the rest of the weekend i feel shitty about myself right cuz at that point 80 was like, yeah. like a week's worth of meals and stuff mm-hmm. but, so monday morning uh have I, I, if i haven't told you this i can't believe it but monday morning i go to work i'm there really early mm-hmm. cuz the government bond market starts early and the entrance to our um our office was the same entrance that a lot of guys used for the new york stock exchange So it was very busy going in and out of there. Anyway, it's like seven in the morning, Monday morning, and there's like the bank of elevators, right? And um, so I go to the elevator bank and I look and there's a $20 bill on the ground. And I look at this thing. And the first thing I think of is the fucking 3 card Monte game. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking around. It's like, this this can't be true, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. I'm like, just completely twisted. Mm -hmm. So I wait for the elevator to come and the door opens and I kick the $20 bill in the elevator (laughs) and I wait for the elevator door to close (laughs) and I make sure I'm alone. (laughs) Like I keep looking around and then I pick Mm up the $20. I pick up (laughs) Mr. Sophisticated. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Covered covered 25% of your loss. (laughs) I didn't think
1: of it like that, but I declared the whole loss. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. oh my god that's funny so speaking of con games i guess uh you know you got the uh, the fed guy and you got 30, 130 judges and you got the compliance officer goldman sachs who else do we have with their hand in the cookie jar <laughs> this is bad dude
0: Ah, oh, i know um is the, is the clarita thing a big deal or is that perception um i re- i i saw a little pushback on that that it was pre-planned, blah 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 um you know sometimes my my e trade robo account rebalances every couple weeks in the middle of the night 3am it says oh we rebalance and shuffle yeah, this around yeah 3,
1: 3 3am it it runs <laughs> that's when the batch runs 3am yeah uh is it a big deal I,
0: it doesn't look I, good right there's
1: there's nothing in any of these things that look good
0: okay and
1: you know it's a disappointment to me uh because you know we're we're at a, a difficult time in a lot of respects and this is where you would like to see a leader emerge right you'd like to see a stand-up guy you know or gal or they mm-hmm. uh you know and
0: and I don't I don't
1: feel like we see that right
0: now. I totally agree. You feel like you got a little bit of a rudderless ship.
1: Well, it's going the other way, right? You get cops are uh, being disrespected and uh, they're quitting. And, you know, you have the, uh, these things like in San Francisco, we talked about where people are just walking into like Nordstrom's and just smash and grabbing stuff. And there's like that great video from the guy was like at Walgreens or CVS just Oh, grab yeah. shit and put it yeah. in a garbage bag and walked out.
0: Oh yeah, I know.
1: So yeah. I, I, I I'm really disappointed to see um when you've got the Fed. Uh I, I do wonder this is kind of uh I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, you know I've been
0: accused Oh, please nothing's nothing makes me happier.
1: But, uh, you know, they haven't picked on any women yet. You know, there's like all white men
0: that they're going after. Yep, yep. Uh, Well, they got Elizabeth Holmes. I mean, what about Elizabeth? They got her in the crosshairs. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But you mentioned, hold on, before I forget, you mentioned the Fed and politics. Has that become politicized to a fault?
1: Well, be more specific. I, I have an answer, but I want to know exactly what you're asking.
0: Well, me. just I'm just I, I've seen it portrayed. This is not my theory. I've just seen it. You know, people complain or portrayed that Powell has been threatened by Warren, and now his second, you know, his his next term has been cast in doubt. And I saw someone else portray it as he's been tasked with fixing racism by you know by pinpointing that black unemployment number that Mm -hmm. those are politically driven aspects that he that have been forced upon him and that have affected fiscal and monetary policy
1: well remember last week we were talking and i was using uh an example of lee cooperman saying how everything was terrible and he was bearish and he was Mm -hmm. Mm wrong. well okay so Right now, I think the unanimity of opinion is that the easy money has made the rich richer.
0: Yeah. Is
1: that fair to say?
0: Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah.
1: So what's what's Paul supposed to do? He's not increasing black, he's not decreasing black unemployment by raising rates. Right. So I, and I don't know. I agree. It's it's sort of like the Fed's supposed to be, have something to do with like green Mm -hmm. energy. Please. This is, this stuff has jumped the shark. Yep, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this thing I love. I used to uh, when I was trading like Japan back in the early aughts and the, the imagine, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back when the internet was kind of newish, I'd be up in the middle of the night, you know, kind of sitting around waiting for something to happen. So I started chumming these different sites, you know, and and um, y- you'd find some peculiar things. There was one. Uh, I found that was this gal, and her uh, website was called Maxed Out Mama. And this woman who I came to know uh, was kind of like the the Lynn Alden of her day, mm-hmm. like uh, incredibly bright, unbelievable economic analysis. Um and uh, I I found it because uh, I've been Googling for stuff on the mortgage back market, and so there was this w- site that I don't read anymore, but it was called uh, Calculated Risk, I think. Bill okay. McBride, maybe. Anyway, he referenced this, so that's how I found it. And, f- and through the Max Almama website, I found this. This thing was incredible. It was a website written by a psychologist or psychiatrist, and the name of the website was called Shrink Wrapped. Okay. And it was a little bit like a uh, tutorial on psychology, psychiatry. And so what this blogger did would be talk about, give you an example of something, and it wouldn't be any one patient, but it would be like an amalgamation of patients. And so, you know, for instance, uh, an example would have been Um, Do you remember that story about the Central Park jogger? Of course. Okay. So, what the shrink wrap blogger would do would be, he would have an amalgamation of a patient who would come and say, "I'm doing this behavior and it's high risk, and uh, I don't care what you say, I'm going to do it." And then the shrink wrap guy would be, "Well, let's let's talk about why you need to tell me you're going." And Mm -hmm. and so it would it would be sort of a a uh, psychiatry for dummies. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I, I started reading about all this this stuff because the guy was very eloquent. There were a lot of very big words uh, like uh, decathect, which is okay. one of my favorite, favorite words. Um, I really like the word alacrity, but I don't think he used that. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, I was reading about all these things, and now I've talked myself into a circle what what
0: <laughs> maxed out mama um and uh and so all the, the beha- and then the, you're... Beh-
1: the behavior right yep. I mean it's just uh we're seeing all sorts of bizarre behavior because of the the pandemic that we've come through, and um that's why I think we should see we we would have hoped to have seen a real leader emerge right yep. Yep. And, uh, what do you have now? I mean, I was, you know, apolitically hopeful that, uh, Uncle Joe was gonna be the great uniter of people. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, the pigs got their snout in the trough and they can't even agree on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's
0: pretty I pathetic. I know. That's pretty and that's pathetic. a grim situation. Um, that, uh, I know, I know you've, you've shut that down, the concern about you know default and everything, and, and that's been kicked down, the, again, kicked down the road. Um, the, the default
1: is, is, is ludicrous.
0: Totally ludicrous. Yeah, I mean, you said it, that from the beginning. Yeah, I just,
1: okay. I mean, it's yes. like, I've, I, there's, there's things I've seen my entire career. One is, no one's ever going to buy U.S. Treasury bonds. Okay, so I've watched those go from 14 to zero. <laughs> and then, oh, the government's going to default. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe they default. Maybe for one day or two days, right. it's a technical default. And mm-hmm. then a lot of guys with the default swaps are going to get fucked. But the world's going to go on. I mean, yeah. countries, I think there's only one example of a country defaulting in its own currency. There's no point in that. So, you know, the, the trouble happens is when Latin America, it's like, Brazil, I don't mm-hmm. know, yeah, Venezuela. Brazil. Yeah, so they go well. out. They issue debt in dollars, and so if the if they if the value of their currency goes down relative to the dollar, they have trouble paying back the debt because they, mm-hmm. they they can't print dollars. They right. can only print whatever they print down there, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore, they they can default. But when you have someone in their own currency, uh, the theory is that they'll just print the currency
0: right. to pay the debt off. Mint the um, trillion dollar coin? Are you kidding me? You know, that's... We're not going to talk about it, right? Well, we... Uh, you know, Do we have to talk
1: about no, it? No, we don't. I, I, I think that uh, <sighs> for the time <sighs> being, for the time being, I think you know we're going to have, you know, I'd say rational behavior, not mature behavior, but I, I think we still have the rule of law here. Um You know, once again, just to talk about the markets, we had uh, back at uh, Greenwich Capital, we had extraordinarily large positions in Italian bonds. uh, Back when the Italian bonds were backed by the lira, so it was in its own currency. Uh, I believe that at one point we at Greenwich Capital were the single largest holders of Greek treasury bills in the world. Yeah, oh yeah.
0: What year yeah. is this, you think?
1: 98, Oaks, 97. 98, Yeah, wow. yeah so, so we go to Greece, right? Which, by the way, at this point, this is before the Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's a fricking dump. And the pollution is so bad in this place, okay? they They rationed which cars you could drive on which days, so for example, if you had an odd number license plate, you could drive Monday, Wednesday, Friday, if you had even number of license okay, something like that so anyway, we go and we do all the meetings with the government officials, which I don't know why we bothered, but you go and and so i'm I'm because we're such a large holder of treasury bills, the local banks were like eager to show us off, right, so I meet. Mean, I want to say it was like the secretary of the treasury of greece something like that so i go there and um my uh greek analyst uh lovely woman and i are sitting in this guy's office and he's smoking like a chimney and he keeps blowing smoke at people and, and this poor woman you can just tell she's like i know this is an important meeting i don't know how much more i can take of this right but he's going on and on about how glad he is that we are real money investors and um, you know uh, appreciates the support and it's not like we're these foreign speculators where we borrow the money and buy the great T <laughs> bills which by the way is exactly what we were doing <laughs> and, and I look at him and, and I guess he figured it out and so we went from being honored guests to being basically shoved out by our collars you know and so just to just to make matters worse right or better I don't know. who cares it's it's, it's i've survived but um so the whole time we're there it's like let's say it's like a wednesday thursday and like wednesday the people ask me oh what time are you leaving tomorrow and uh i'm like i don't know probably afternoon sometime and they they were like oh okay okay and uh so like Thursday, you go to a meeting and then they'd be like, Well, what time you guys hit at the airport? And I'm like, I don't know, three or four, I don't know. And then like, all right, all right. and as the day grew on, I came to understand that we were there on the anniversary, okay, of this huge student uprising where the military killed a bunch of people. And so every anniversary there'd be like riots. And they closed the city down. And basically, at this point, it's like quarter to four. And uh, me and our driver and the woman analyst with me were running to yeah. the car to get, get out me of the here. city before the thing was locked Jeez. down. I want to tell you, I remember seeing guys with guns and stuff, but I I, I don't remember. I'm just making that up. But but I do remember lugging my suitcase uh, through the streets of Greece, and and then we went back a number of years later, uh, after the money for the Olympics had gone in. Oh, yeah. oh my God! You know that it, it was all done by the Germans. Interesting. And they just, you know, they just raped that country because really? it's oh yeah, it's like the the highways were like bowling alleys i mean there just was not one thing out of place and you'd see like the olympic villages and stuff on the way from the airport and they were just dilapidated because mm-hmm, there was no mm-hmm. use for them and stuff yep. like that but uh but, um, santorini was lovely
0: oh yeah i'm sure i've seen yeah we <sighs> have a you have a we you you have a friend that spends a lot of time out there um and he's active on social media, so I get a uh I get a, a bird's eye view into the paradise that is Greece. Are, are
1: you speaking of uh, Dave Zervos?
0: Uh yeah, got, got a little bushy beard, looks a little bit like Jesus. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So um kudos or excuse me, chapeau to Mr. Zervos because uh Friday he wrote a memo. Uh he hit the silks. He's like, Don't like what's going on with uh Jay Powell, not sure about Janet Yellen. I don't have any hedges. The stocks look overvalued. You know, as of this newsletter, I am out. And I, I wrote him a little note, which, as usual, he didn't reply. But I said, you know what, man? Awesome. Bravo. Because my, my disagreement with Dave uh, is, is like he always is bullish. And by the way, well, you know what? He's been, been right, mostly. Or been right, full stop, right? And uh, I was worried that he had just sort of gotten paralyzed with a certain way. And I, my God, he very impressed.
0: Okay, awesome, impressed. All right, well, there, see. um, I can say something nice from time to time. Yeah, hasn't he said to you before, Morris? It doesn't have to be this hard.
1: No, that was. Dad, that was Leslie. No, that-, that was that was cra- random. Dave, it's like Morris. Not everything in life has to be hard.
0: Right. Right.
1: So we uh, we had dinner last night. Sean, and I had dinner last night with Jen and Tom up in uh, Mount Kisco because they live in mm-hmm. Mount Kisco. I need some friends that live in Larchmont. I hear there's a good restaurant down there that I'm dying to go to.
0: Well, you got you got to make some more friends then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Once I get to ten, I'm gonna ring the bell. Right, exactly. Uh so we're having dinner and I had, had said to to Tom, because of course Cheryl and Jen are talking to each other and I got no hope of getting in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And besides I ride with Jen, so I kinda I get the full Monty there. But mm-hmm. uh um I, I had said to Tom that, you know, I I had asked if you know you and I could postpone our call to today because I was kind of tired and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just didn't feel like I was going to be higher energy. And he said, uh, well, I, I can imagine, you know, you you and Liam take several hours to prepare and you want to get it right. And I said, listen, and, and after, I wanna, after I, you listen, spit out your drink, <laughs> I, I I said to him what I want to say to anyone who's listening, you got to understand this is two clowns. <laughs> This could not be lower tech than it is. It's hit the play, play some fish on the iPhone. When we're done, we hit stop, and we say a prayer that the thing uploads. So anybody that thinks this is some sophisticated thing is, uh, yeah, you're on your own.
0: All right. Exactly. You're you can go. Li- you should listen to the Market Huddle if you want the sophisticated. Exactly. Yes. Go listen to Kevin's show. It comes out every yes. weekend. And if you want to learn, and yeah. you want, to, and you want, to, if you want to listen to the, the goofballs, you can tune in with us. Um, yeah. But no, we we provide some valuable insight. Um, you
1: we, know, to your point, and uh, I mean this is self congratulatory, but hey, fuck it, why not, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, I have been very uh, touched by. Many of the notes we've gotten from people, uh, I, I was um, <clears throat> I was heartbroken because uh, we got a review. It was one star, and it brought our average down. And you know, I I mentioned that to you, and you said, "Well, Dave Rosenberg must be listening." <laughs> and you know what? If he is. I'm glad. Give me all the fucking one stars you want because cause our podcast is more accurate than yours and, and you charge three grand a year. So <laughs> so F you.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Gotta be careful I'm mm-hmm. try and keep it quasi professional. Mm-hmm. Um so let me think. What else? Uh so we had dinner in the city on Monday night, I think. And okay. so um Cheryl picked a uh Israeli restaurant, oddly enough on the upper west side. And Glad so that. I, I had a, a doctor's appointment. So we drove in and then uh on the east side, because that's where the doctors are, and then we went across yeah. town and uh we're pulling up to like 92nd Street or something, whatever it is, and Dave's pulling in front of a fire hydrant, and it's I realized the restaurant next to the one we're going to is Carmines. Mm. Where all the uh ah. where all the uh mm-hmm. action took place the week before. And then uh and then we met a friend uh uh for dinner who um we're very close with. We, his wife passed away from COVID about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And um he's uh he's doing well, you know, he's upbeat, seems happy, trying to get his you know, momentum going the right way. Um this was the fellow that I talked to about Bitcoin, I think in 2010, 2011. And he bought a bunch of it. And he all along has said he has won Bitcoin for me, uh, because I'm the one that introduced him to it. And I've always said, look, you know, we're just friends. I don't, you know, I don't don't need it. Um, but we're having dinner and it always comes up when we when we get together, and because um, he, I, I'm not sure how much he bought, but
0: um, he gave. I'm sorry, you said 2010. Yeah, or 11. Wow. Oh yeah, something like that.
1: And um, uh, he he gave one to like each of his cousins, and 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 you know something like sure, that. And I yeah, said, you yeah. know, um what'd you buy it at? And he's like, Oh, 200 bucks. I, I mean, honestly, with the way we used to throw money around back then, I, I don't, I, he, he's as down to earth as they come.
0: Right. I was so gonna say, I was, he still doing on the upper, west? Uh, <laughs> upper, upper <laughs> <side>? I didn't. <laughs> well, haven't done it with us. Yeah. No kidding. Um,
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um so going back to the the insider trading stuff, mhm mm-hmm. um you know as a person who is involved in the markets you have a lot of opportunity to take advantage of things um, and there does have to be some uh, moral compass. Okay, I, I, I give you a couple of examples, and not that you know uh, I'm without fault. You know, it's whoever is without you know guilt, cast the first stone, kind of thing. But I, I had two two things that during the during my trading, which were uh, rife for an opportunity. Um, to kind of insider trade. I try and tell these in a, of the, an order which makes it more interesting. But the first one was London, and there was a very large Italian uh, auction. I think these were the like floating rate notes. I think they were called the CCTs. Was the 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 okay. an acronym? Mm-hmm. And so um, there was this huge bid for Italian bonds because there was this uh, relatively sophisticated tax arbitrage. And uh, so the Americans were all over this thing because we were really the the place that could take advantage of the arb. And the only way to buy a huge chunk of this stuff would be in auctions. That's okay. So generally in the old days, before the Dutch auction process, the dealers would sell the issue, the, the new issue coming, the WI, when issued. They would sell it, cheapen it up, and they would bid in the auction, and they would buy so many, not only did they cover what they were short, they would come out long, and the mm-hmm. market would trade up, and they would sell it out of profit. Okay. But you could figure out, if you if you were in with the right group of guys, um, uh how many what the demand was right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we were looking to buy a huge slug of these things and i forget exactly the dynamic but maybe 10 minutes before we were supposed to put a bid in i got a call from a buddy of mine and he's like whatever you do don't miss the auction and then he hung up and i knew the shop i knew the guy And I knew he, he, as a friend, I knew he was trying to clue me into, like, there's going to be way more demand for this thing, okay? And at this point, I'm like, oh, fuck. Because if I had no moral compass, I would not even bother bidding in the auction. I would go around and buy the bonds from dealers, who figured oh, I'll sell them a little bit mm-hmm. and then I'll be in the mm-hmm. auction, right? but I felt like it was clearly unethical and perhaps even illegal because now you're colluding to set the price on an auction, right okay so you know I, I made the decision right away. It's like I told the guys to cancel the bids and because we already have bids in the auction yeah, yeah cancel yeah. the bids, and nobody's trading until you know, after the auction closes. Yeah. Yeah. And it costs us you know, some money. Yeah, uh, sure. Because the, the guy I spoke with and a few of his other market friends, they jumped in front of everybody and they bought the issue and, you know, they, they did well. And, of course, that, you know, lost the sands of time. But there's an example of back, you know, years ago where there was an opportunity to take advantage of something which really wasn't right. And um, the more interesting one, and I'll leave the name out of this because uh I think it might make him feel uncomfortable, but uh I think this was you know around the uh around two thousand again somewhere in there, and we're sitting around waiting for uh the minutes of like the Fed to be released or something like that, and In everything, the Internet was kind of new, and getting stuff posted to the Internet was new. So this computer guy of ours started fiddling around with the URL code for the Fed. And he hacks the minutes. So we're sitting there. We have the minutes of the Fed coming out 15 minutes before the rest of the market. And it was something stupid. It wasn't like he put some bot on the thing. It was just yeah. like FRB FRBNY slash minutes slash mm-hmm. 01, zero one zero five two thousand
0: <laughs> something like that. And like wow. the whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, boom.
1: And again, I I don't remember exactly like if we had a big position. Well, we always had a big position, but I don't remember when this would have hurt us or helped us. But once again, it's like all right put down the fucking phones, mm-hmm. right? Because you know what happens, right? It it's gets like out. Something happens. Oh, they had the, yep. the, the thing 10 yep. minutes early. Mm-hmm. And, um, wow. So, and, and which is even why now we're, uh, um, I, I just don't even trade individual stocks. Mm-hmm. Cause I, it's not like I know that many people. Mm-hmm. Less than 10. Right.
0: Right. I was going to say no. But, yeah. Um,
1: some of the people I've, Run across in my travels have some responsibility, and I just don't want to be
0: that guy. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so vote for me, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, those guys got to retire, you know. They 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 yeah, get to retire, yeah. and, you know. Oh, no big yeah. deal. Yeah,
1: yeah. Speak. So I, I I wanted to finish up this thing about uh, we were talking about how. Um, the Rosenberg charges 3000 bucks and how you get this for free. And we've gotten Mm -hmm. some nice Mm -hmm. notes from people. And yes, I I wanted to since you talked about retirement and um, (laughs) just before the show started, I was, uh, I saw a story about the villages.
0: I was, I was going to say, you were looking a brochure (laughs) for the villages. I knew you, when, as soon as you said retirement, (laughs) I knew you were, I knew we were going to the villages. Okay. So,
1: So, um, so here's the pisser of the thing. You have to be fifty-five. Yes. Okay. And mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe in a year or two. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold <about> the phone. <laughs> yeah. That's not. Yeah. That's not a pretty. That's mm. not a pretty thought. But uh, anyway, I digress. So the the point I wanted to make about the retirement and mm-hmm. why I'm very much enjoying this and 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 greatly appreciate you and Kevin pushing me, which is. I read a story, an article, Chromie had sent me this, about guys who retire. And so it's not unusual for successful people to retire. And then in short order, they're like spinning out of control because they don't they don't really have stuff figured out, you know, and all of a sudden it dawns on them, like, oh, what am I gonna do with the rest of my life? That sort of thing. And I know for me, you know, I retired relatively young, but once again, my definition of retirement's different than a lot of people, but it just meant I wasn't going to be you know, 24 7 anymore. Now it's 24
0: /6. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: so uh, anyway, this article talked about two groups of people that uh, I th- it was very interesting. One group was famous composers and another group was famous physicists. Mm -hmm. And in this article, they go on to show how in both of those uh, job categories, the, the great ones had their biggest successes very early on in life, in their 20s, 30s, maybe early 40s, but probably not. And so the ones that once they had gotten into their late 30s, early 40s, and identified that they had already hit the high point in terms of their creativity and uh, decided they were going to change, they were going to make a career change, typically to teaching, okay? They went on to have very full, happy, productive lives. And the ones that kept trying to reset the bar have the, the, the best thing of their career or the newest Mm -hmm. invention, generally, they all kind of led miserable lives and died unhappy.
0: Yeah, they're chasing.
1: Yeah. And so, I I mean, I was thinking about it in my case, which is why this is kind of fun, because, I mean, first of all, the chance to chat with you without being interrupted by outside forces for an hour, is, I find, is a special treat. And that's great that, you know, you, you can make time to get together with me. But then... You know, to go through these things and talk about stuff which I've seen, I've experienced, and then try and put it out there for someone and, and if they can grasp something. And then I think the beauty of this is, you know, the things that you've come up with that, uh, you know, just makes it synergistic. So I've had two or three people in the last two weeks talk about how you brought up the the charlie d thing about expanding your pit and without you i i never mm-hmm. would have made that mm-hmm. that link and that that's the beauty i think of this thing
0: so yeah know. it's been fun um no i mean the, I, I always grew up um hanging around the older guys um i found that i learned from the older guys when i was a kid playing yeah. lacrosse you let the older kids beat on you um so when I was eight, I hung around with the eleven-year-olds and so on and so forth. And the older kids, you just learn from. And it's tough to do if you don't have uh, a mentor or someone mm-hmm. older that knows their way around. You can, right. it's, it you, it, you can be a, can be, you can wander around these markets and get into a lot of trouble. Yeah. You know, so oh, yeah. for all the guys, you know, the younger guys, the, you know, some of the, I don't want to say junior bankers, but some of the guys that are in between twenty and thirty that. You know, those guys don't know about long-term capital. They might have had a little blurb in college about it. But, you know, when you had firsthand experience, front-row seats to it all, and you can share that stuff, um, I mean, I just – I love it. So I think – and, I mean, from the emails we get, the other guys love it too. Um, so, yeah. It's, and, it's, and Gales, it's It's been a treat. And, Gales, and the girls. And right. A's, exactly. And they. Exactly. No, I, I – I um,
1: trying to be – I'm trying to be, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But um, – no, like for instance, like I was thinking about you all week when you, you still, you nailed it and you should give credit to whoever gave you that 4350 number Yeah. because like you can't, I can't go through the work day without hearing or thinking about something that you and I talked about. So I know when it's hovering around that yeah. 4350, 4390, I know people are texting me saying, there's your number. And exactly. Morris talked about that exactly. two weeks
1: ago. So, so, um, two things. One is that number came from our, uh, fish fan snowboard bum friend. Okay. Okay. Yep. And I was riding yesterday with Nate and Nate was one of our very first listeners and mm-hmm. uh, he and I go back a long time. And I forget uh what we were talking about, but he is listens to the show religiously, which i take as such a huge compliment. Um but he uh was making some observations and he talked about the forty three fifty. Now it's forty three fifty, right? Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, okay, yep. He said, you know, it reminded him of that first rule of mountain biking. And I'm like, you mean don't fall? And he's like, no, that's the second rule. What's the first rule? He said, don't look at anything you don't want to hit, which is like, duh. And yep. by the way, that's true for everything. That's true for mountain biking, horseback riding, snowboarding, anything. Mm-hmm. If you look at something, you're going to fucking hit it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, why is that?
0: I don't know. It's it's a trick in your mind, um, yeah. It's like a magnetism to it.
1: I, yeah. I, well, somebody told me your head is the heaviest part of your body.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: So if you look right, you 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 orient your shoulders as you as you turn your head and.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. It's got something to do with the Pythagorean theorem somehow. Ugh, please.
0: Um. Yeah. Let me ask you about those headwinds that Zervos mentioned, because that to me is a big story. All right, so that's like the big thing that I that I'm curious about. If Zervos said that he's out, um, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but if you go through, you can watch his comments. He's a regular guest. I, I did. not I didn't. So tell me. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like his general, his his over the last couple of years, he's been. I don't want to say, you know, you said bullish. I, you know, he's an optimist, and, and mm-hmm. you know, he's um, or maybe that's unfair. I don't want, you know, you said he's bullish, so I'll let you you use that term. Um. But the fact that he said that he's concerned about what's going on, I think that's a stark contrast to what he's been saying I, up until this I, point. You know, I
1: let's just be clear about this. I'm not sure he said he's concerned. Okay. Uh, he may have. I, okay. I just kind of when I saw he was out, I didn't really spend a lot. But but I yep, think yep. that I think that he probably at a minimum, Well, so okay, at a minimum, he concluded that. The relationship of interest rates to equities was no longer advantageous from a risk reward perspective.
0: Okay, okay. Why? Why not only now? Well, you know,
1: it's. Okay. I, I, I think, I think, he felt concerned that Jay Powell's candidacy is in jeopardy. Ah. So that could be, you know. Uh, so okay. Leslie, t- Leslie told me about this. So uh, uh, I guess he had heard George Soros or Soros's son get interviewed a couple different times, and the thing was like, you know, when Soros, you know, he'd see some analytical thing and he would know it's time to get out. And his son was like, "That's bullshit." Dad would wake up in the morning and his back would bother him, and he'd decide he was just sure. gonna sell.
0: Yeah, um, yep.
1: That's never really worked for me, but. All right. I wasn't unloading people off the trains at Auschwitz <laughs> either, so <laughs> talk about something that'll affect your life going mm-hmm. forward. hmm I'm not sure if it was Auschwitz or Dachau or one of those. But uh it this is matter which <laughs> n- well not really. It, although right. it does bring up Godwin's Law, which is one of my favorite you guys are going to have to look that up. I'm not giving that one Thank to you. you. That's, okay. not a, that's not a freebie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Uh, inflation?
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Are you seeing it? I mean, you're, clearly you're seeing it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gas? I mean, it, explain to me stagflation. All right, what's the difference between inflation and stagflation? All right, well, is that's a... a a time period. Do we have we need time to assess that.
1: What are you, are you asking me? A definition, or are we in it? What are you asking? Are
0: we me? in it? Are we in it? You know, because that's been a, yeah, h- a hot I topic so. all week. I think okay. so, and
1: just so definitionally, you've got they talk about a stagnant economy, so little growth with higher prices, right? Okay. Inflation, mm-hmm. stagnation, stagflation, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Although yeah. I, you got to be careful with me because I thought. The Met Gala was the Metropolitan Opera, and I. Nobody complained.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, could, you should have just kept it going. You forget I, I, know,
1: I know. you know. If, it's like I know. Well, you get I the. Know. It's like Irish guilt.
0: Right. Oh, no, I know. I said the Delta variant was no big deal. So let's 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 not go back. Well, to you the, know of all. the. Uh, <laughs> what's the? It's the, the the
1: the. What is the um? How does that joke go? It's something like. Jewish Alzheimer's.
0: Oh, please. I don't know. It's this like to yeah, be good. Uh,
1: you forget the. Uh...
0: Somebody send it in. We'll give you a yeah. hat. <laughs> give me that Jewish Alzheimer's joke by sundown, so, and I'll get you a hat. Yeah.
1: So if anyone wonders if we prepare for this thing, <laughs> right? I guess the, the cat is out of the bag.
0: Jeez. Okay. Um,. So yeah, inflation, I mean, you see it everywhere. And I mean, they they're telling you to go do your Christmas shopping now. Um so I mean, people have been really sounding the alarm about that supply chain issues. Yeah. You've got, you know, 70 boats off the port of Los Angeles yes. waiting to get unloaded. Buy your things now. Yes. We talked about that tequila, you know, you, there's the certain tequila. things that you oh, yeah. cannot yeah. get. Um yeah. I don't even need to talk about cars or things like that, but when does that when does that become a a problem because to oh, me it's, it seems like an inconvenience right now. Um, and the way the, gra- the gas is crept is an inconvenience, and when it gets over four dollars a gallon, then it becomes, I think, an issue for people. Um, but it's going there, right? It's,
1: well, it's hard. It's hard to say. We're we're coming out of the driving season, going into the home heating oil season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that transition. Can probably create volatility, depending on the industry's ability to retool and predict the supply demand. You're talking about those 70 ships out in the the West Coast, and I was wondering, like, why aren't they working 24 hours a day? The reason is because they don't have enough truck drivers. Mm-hmm. So they tried working more than an eight or ten hour shift, and, and there was no one to yeah. to uh, to schlep the you know yeah. with, with, with the containers. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we we had a brief conversation about this at dinner last night with the, with the inflation, and I think a large part of the problem that happened right away with the pandemic and then continues to this day. It's a couple of things. First of all, over the years, they've finally honed the supply chain mechanics so back when I was taking these things in school, we had this formula, the economic order quantity. it was like the square root of something divided by two, and it was mm-hmm. simple-minded. and nowadays, you know the 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 inventory stuff with those u p c codes it's like Total management, right? Uh-huh. And so no one would carry a big inventory because why carry an inventory if you don't need it? Yada yada. Then you know uh, the problem hits, and all of a sudden my my invented saying, which no one has quoted me, that um, efficiencies create dependencies. I was uh-huh. thinking of having them put that on my tombstone. <laughs> it's either that or it's no fun. Unless someone's feelings are hurt,
0: <laughs> right, I think we'll go with that, okay, <laughs>
1: um but uh you know, so you have this finely tuned machine, which is now disrupted, okay, that's number one number two, and this is going to be a little obnoxious, but it's to the point of so let's take toilet paper like I'm everyone's wondering why are they running out of toilet paper, okay, well, they're running out of toilet paper because you have all the people who go to work, okay, and then now at home. So Mm -hmm. the toilet paper Mm -hmm. is processed for institutional use in different ways than Mm -hmm. it's processed for home use. And so I don't know how the world necessarily operates, but I know in the morning when we feed our dogs and they go out, they do their business. Mm -hmm. And then if they have lunch, Maybe they do their mm-hmm. business after lunch. And to quote one other thing, I heard two guys talking about this at a fish show. He's like, Where were you, man? It's like, oh I had to I had to, you know, do such and such. And mm-hmm. it's like, you never drop a deuce at a fish show.
0: <laughs> yeah. You so, might you might miss a quarter of a song. <laughs> oh, it, well,
1: it would probably be um time turns elastic. <laughs> (laughs) inside joke um (laughs) but the point is you got these big rolls of toilet paper okay but that's not what you do at home and 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 so uh i sort of figured this out because you know cheryl is director of logistics here um is one of her many duties and she discovered like you could get back when everything was completely fucked up you could get whatever you needed from staples
0: Mm-hmm. because
1: all the guys who yep. were at work would shop at staples nobody's at work right mm-hmm. so we you couldn't get paper towels she got this yeah. palette nice. of paper towels from staples and yep. then we didn't get a palette of mm-hmm. uh, the tp but mm-hmm. you got yeah. you got whatever you wanted right
0: it's a nice workaround. Okay. yeah
1: so uh that's still probably a bit of an issue and then the food okay this is the this is a great example because you know you think about all the people that go out to eat okay and so the cisco trucks uh, uh, drop off i mean if uh, amy buys a bottle mm-hmm. of ketchup she doesn't go to costco and buy one bottle she gets a case or two cases of ketchup dropped off right and they and on the bottle it probably says not for individual sale, for restaurant use service only, yeah. So all of a sudden you got all this food being mm-hmm. shipped to restaurants that are now closed. And then the people who are at home are going to grocery stores. Yeah. And of course there's all the fresh food, fruit you mm-hmm. want because nobody mm-hmm. eats
0: fruits. I was going to say, yeah, plenty of salad. <laughs> Probably, yep. Yeah,
1: all the vegetables you want, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, what happens? You get this yeah. huge, you know, misbalance of the delivery mechanism and... And that hasn't been cured because the behavior hasn't been fully played out yet.
0: So, yeah. So, even like the misbalance, that money has just moved to a different place, you know? Um, so, like, we, what it was, I don't know what night it was. Amy and I were coming home from from Darien over there. We drove by McDonald's. Morris, there must have been 45 cars the line was out onto Boston Post Road to get into McDonald's. It must have been seven o'clock on a Monday night. Really? 40 cars to get into to, for the drive through at McDonald's. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So for cer- certain places like you know a, a restaurant like like my wife my wife you know high end dining which hasn't bounced b- back yet I kind of said to her I said imagine you know maybe maybe you're in the wrong you're in the wrong niche of the, of the restaurant world I said look at McDonald's it's just buzzing yeah and that place is 24 hours and it's like that right. like, all the time you know So that,
1: so you look at that and that I would I view that as a couple things one is um you get a lot of calories for not a lot of money Mm-hmm. Right. That's 100%, the percent. That, yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah. Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arby's. Mm hmm. Yeah. Carl's yep. Jr.'s. Wendy's. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to miss yeah. any of our sponsors. Uh, but, you know, so people are eating shitty calories. Yeah. And then they're putting on weight because they're bummed yeah. out. And uh, did you ever see that movie Super Size Me?
0: Uh, no, but I know the gist of it,
1: dude, you should check this thing
0: out. No, I I'm sick. Just I'm sick and sweaty. Just thinking about it. I know the story.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty good story.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know. Mm -hmm. Um, but what, what else do you get out of that from McDonald's being packed? You know, um, people are what they're watching their money and there's, and you know, they're going, it's convenient. We're going to go to the drive through and eat, you know,
1: I, I, I guess, you know, (sighs) yeah, it was just bizarre, you know? We were, I keep coming back to this thing about behavior, which mm-hmm. I tried to talk about earlier, and I think I talked myself into a circle and got lost. Thanks for that. Um, mm-hmm. You're supposed to keep me on, on the mm-hmm. fucking path. But, uh, you know, the people who are the economists, I'm going to keep coming back and pounding this one, okay? Mm-hmm. The people who are the economists, the market guys, they're all making fine money the markets up everybody's very happy but i think the average person you can see it in the statistics the consumer sentiment numbers aren't great the depression the you know the psychiatric drugs are up now they're talking about having the implement things with Instagram to protect Mm -hmm. the teenage girls. I mean, these are not symptoms of a happy society. Scott Galloway just wrote this thing, and um, I think he's great. I mean, he's not everyone's cup of tea. Mm -hmm. But apparently, once again, not going to get this entirely right, but the percentage of men between the age of 20 and 30 who have not had sex I in the last going, year, yeah. is twenty eight percent. Now, as he points out in the article, i repeat repeated here, this is not an indication that people are supposed to provide sex. Just, mm-hmm. but the point is, you know, that just means these guys aren't going out with girls or mm-hmm. whoever I, I'm going to skip trying to be politically mm-hmm. correct because yeah. I can't, yeah. there's just too many combinations for me to mm-hmm. hit all mm-hmm. of them. But let's just use the male female standard is mm-hmm. the base case, mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. null set hypothesis kind of thing. Right. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, guys are sitting at home either at home or in their parents' basement and they're not meeting girls. Yeah. And so everybody loses. Mm hmm. Uh yep. and as Galloway talks about, a lot of it is the frickin' internet, right? Because you go online and so, you know, guys are just looking at the pictures of the girls. And according to Galloway, girls are just looking at what kind of provider the guys are gonna be. So mm-hmm. basically, something like once again throwing numbers around, eighty percent of the women are going after twenty percent of the twenty
0: percent, yep. Mm-hmm. And
1: you know, eighty percent of the guys are going after twenty percent of the women. And you know, back when I was in college, you go to a party, you know, you mm-hmm. meet someone, you have a mm-hmm. conversation. It's like, oh, this mm-hmm. person's a dope, or oh, hey, you know, even though, uh, yeah, even though maybe uh, you're an inch taller than me, oh, uh, you know, you're my soulmate, or mm-hmm. I don't fuck, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying but, yeah. not to. Be rude. But no, you no. know what I'm saying, right? Or you go to, a, yeah. go to a bar and you, or a restaurant or friends fix you up or
0: yeah. I I mean, how did call, you
1: How did you meet I, your wife?
0: I I met her at a I met her on Block Island on vacation with mutual friends.
1: Mutual cool. friends, right? Mutual and friends. I met exactly. Cheryl college. Yeah. My daughter. I
0: can remember calling a girl's landline and her father. Hello, Mr. Sachs. Could I please speak to yeah, Maddie?
1: Exactly. And and fast forward to me being a father. Texts I've seen that young men have written to my girls, I guarantee you those little Mm -hmm. shits wouldn't have the balls to say it Mm. to them, to their face. Right. But, you you know, I'd like you know, show me your tits, LOL. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or send me a picture of you naked or whatever. Yeah. It's like there was a comedian. He did this thing. He's like, imagine growing up, you have one of those little Polaroid cameras. You know the kind you take a picture and then the oh, yeah sh- shake it yeah yeah yep. could you imagine just walking up to a girl on the subway platform <laughs> pulling your pants Jeez. down taking a picture yep. of your junk and just yeah.
0: just here i thought you might like this yeah like yeah why would you think i would like this those are the same guys down in their basement trading bitcoin all day or ethereum <sighs> and yep those those are the guys those kids grew up on a, on a nintendo Okay, and went home from school and they played Nintendo and computers. And the worst part about it is that some of them bought Bitcoin back in like 2005 oh, and become billionaires and they're like idols for the rest of the <laughs> uh
1: Which is why Catherine David Sachs is finding $100 bills on the
0: ground.
1: <laughs> and that's a great place to show, end the show. Yep. Yeah, thank Ba-da, you. Boom.
0: <laughs> All right, pal. We'll see you next week. Hey, we got to figure out next week
1: because. Uh, I'm heading. Uh, I'm heading west. Oh, so okay. we're gonna have to uh, have to figure out how we're gonna do this, but uh, we'll make it happen. All right, we'll make it happen. It was great to see, you and uh, really delighted uh, to spend a little time with the little one.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that was great. Um, and I'm glad she didn't stumble and crack her forehead oh, on your. God my,
1: my so is my insurance company. <laughs> no, I, she's just adorable, and uh,
0: thank you. We'll yeah, see you again no. soon. Okay. All right, buddy. I'll see you.
1: Cheers. Bye.